0: So what does winning look like to you? So I would write that down, be clear on that as you're heading into the year ahead, be clear on that and and have down specifically what winning looks like. Because all too often as entrepreneurs, we work our butts off and we do a bunch of amazing things. We grow our businesses, we grow more revenue than we'd ever had and impact more people than we'd ever had. But then we, we become unhappy because we didn't hit this goal or we didn't even write down a goal. And so you never can feel like you reached that finish line. What's up y'all, guys and gals, I'm driving down to a ping pong tournament today. I'll tell you why I'm doing this uh, for an annual ping pong tournament here in a bit. But what I'm gonna dive into in this Trevor Truck Talk uh, is strategy. And this is a topic I've been really, really heavily soaking into thinking a lot about. And if you have been looking at the year ahead, if you've been looking at your, your goals and you're wondering, do I have the right strategy to actually accomplish that? Do I know the right steps? Am I doing the right things? Are these things actually gonna help me get momentum? And which things are the right things, right? I'm gonna talk about uh, my one single sentence that's the best definition of strategy I've ever seen and how I use this sentence every single day in my business right now. And you can use it as a solo operator or a big team of 60 plus employees Um, in your own business to be able to nail your strategy better, analyze whether it's the right strategy and make sure you're on the right path. So uh, before we dive into that though, probably about five years ago uh, here in the carrot offices, we we have a ping pong table and I'm like, you know, I've I've talked on the podcast before about, about kind of my, I wouldn't say it's my personal mission, but maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It's definitely something that I love, and and this fires me up, is is to create and to connect. I did a podcast episode on that topic, go look it up, to create and connect. And I wanna create amazing things in the world that add value to people, that that really help people have better lives and and, uh, shine that light. But also I wanna connect with people. Uh, And anytime I'm the happiest, anytime I'm in the most momentum, it's when I'm creating things, not consuming. And it's when I'm connecting with people, not just sitting there, you know, by myself. Now, I'm not an extrovert. That's kind of the funny thing. If you were to come to Carrot Camp or see me at an event, uh, of course, I probably look like an extrovert because I'm very, very comfortable in front of a room of 100 or 12 or a thousand people. Uh, I can do that. I get energy from it. But what I don't get energy from is if I go into a room uh, where it's an event and it's not like where I'm, where I have value, where I feel like I have the right value to add to the room. I kind of. I'd rather be the guy like having a one-on-one conversation in a corner with one person, right? And so I'm actually an introvert that um, has to be extroverted for my job. And actually I'm, I'm extroverted not for my job, but for my impact. And I get a lot, of it, a lot of energy when I'm doing that for my impact. I don't get energy when I'm in like a social setting and uh, it's just a bunch of people I don't know. So that's something I wanna work on myself. But anyway, so one of the ways that, that I chose to connect five years ago was let's start a ping pong tournament. So we would invite a bunch of people from around town, uh, mostly entrepreneurs or people in the business world. Uh, We'd have our K-Grader, we'd have pizza from across the street and we would have a tournament and uh, we we made it really fun. You know, it's the name of the tournament changes every year. I think now it's something like the international regional um, departmental Southern Oregon championship of ping pong or I don't know, something like that. But anyway, uh, this year, we're actually doing it in Grants Pass. So there's an entrepreneur, if you guys are rental property owners and you guys need great rental property software, a good friend of mine, Nathan, owns a company called Rentech Direct. Uh, it's a software company for property management and lives about an hour away from me. And he's the guy, him and his wife, Casey, come up. And that's they're the ones that we do the ping pong tournament with. Uh, them from Grants Pass and a bunch of local people. So this year, I said, let's reignite this thing after COVID. Since I'm driving down to Grand's Pass. We, we decided to do it down there since we've never done it down there. And I'm gonna get my butt whip, whipped and ping pong some terrible, but I'm connecting with people and I can create a better relationship. So that's where I'm going. We'll report back to you how I did. But let's talk about strategy now. So um, the biggest challenge I've had as a CEO of a company, you know, that the past $10 million a year in revenue a couple years ago, and I talk about this at Carrot Camp deeply, that things break at threes and tens in revenue. So 100,000, 300,000, a million, 3 million, 10 million, 30 million, 100 million, and so on. And the things that break are different things at at each level. So if you're at 100,000, you have to do something different to get to 300,000 than what, what you have to do from a million to 3 million versus what you have to do from three to 10 versus what you have to do from 10 and over. And 10 and over is really about strategy. Now, not that you don't need strategy early on, you do. Strategy is core, even if you're a one person show, and you're doing 40 grand a year right now. Strategy is important. The challenge is how do you scale strategy when you have a bigger team so the whole team understands and is clear on the strategy. And that's a challenge that, that we're tackling right now, but this one sentence I'm going to read to you that's really really relevant no matter what size of business you are is this definition of strategy because as we were really diving in, there was different definitions from different people on our team of what strategy was. I would think strategy was this one thing. They would think it was this other thing. And so we wouldn't have clarity on what strategy was. Or sometimes we wouldn't even have definition on the strategy as we were building our team. In the early days, I always knew what the strategy was because it was me, right? I'd sit down and I'd say, here's our goals. And here's the four things we're gonna do to get there. And here's kind of the roadmap over the course of the year because here's the things that we're gonna do that when you stack these things up and integrate them together, it's gonna help us reach our goals and build the business we want. And it was easy because it was me and it was me and my co-founder. And we would just be basically doing 80% of the big projects and then the team would be doing support and things like that. As we started to hire people and other people are driving projects and you have other leaders, that's where it gets tricky. So I want you guys to write this sentence down, lock this in, keep this forever uh, on your entrepreneurial journey. And I got this from my VP of Ops, Alex, uh, who we've had on the podcast and he got it from another guy. So the definition of strategy, is an integrated, bold that word integrated. It's an integrated set of choices. Bold the word choices. Integrated set of choices that position, bold the word position. So an integrated set of choices that position you to win. Okay, bold the word win. So we have four bolded words there. An integrated set of choices that position you to win. And as I was looking at that, I was going, okay, this is a pretty powerful sentence, but I started looking at it and said, well, what helps for me is not just seeing a sentence or understanding, okay, that makes sense. Like we need to have an integrated set of things that we do, set of choices that then help us to you know, position ourselves in a way that's gonna help us hit our goals and win, right? So it's it makes, it makes sense to me. But then I ask, well, how do I actually apply this? How do I apply this in my life? How do I apply this in my business? And I recognize that if you look at it backwards, if you look at it backwards, that's where the real power comes in. So first you have to say, Well, let's first define what winning looks like, right? And so that's the first part of strategy is saying, well, what does winning look like? What are the goals? What is the end state that we're going after? Why are we doing this thing, right? And so that could be your mission, your vision, your values, and then maybe a set of goals. So what does winning look like to you? So I would write that down. Be clear on that as you're heading into the year ahead. Be clear on that and and have down specifically what winning looks like because all too often as entrepreneurs, we work our butts off and we do a bunch of amazing things. We grow our businesses. We grow more revenue than we'd ever had and impact more people than we'd ever had. But then we, we become unhappy because we didn't hit this goal or we didn't even write down a goal. And so you never can feel like you reached that finish line. You're just always on this perpetual marathon that never has a finish line. And you're, you're never good enough at that point because you're, you're chasing something that will never you'll never catch. So write down a goal a specific goal, a goal that's big enough to motivate you and excite you, but not big enough to where you don't really have a, a decent chance of hitting it, okay? So it should be big enough to excite you, motivate you, scare you a little bit, but it should be within reach to where it's, it's, it's a real possibility. So mark down your wins. After you're clear on your wins and you ask yourself, well, how do we need to position our company in the market in order to reach those goals, in order to to, to have that win? And this is the part, guys, that most real estate investors and agents completely do terrible at. And I'm gonna call you guys out on this, okay? This is where most people in real estate are brutal. And this is your biggest opportunity. Most people skip completely over the positioning part. They mark down goals, and then they go straight to the choices part, and they say, hey, cool, here's the things I'm gonna do. And then they might do some of the integrated part. And I'll talk about all all four parts of this in this Trevor Truck Talk. But most of you skip over the positioning part because what, what we do is we essentially uh, think that you know being an agent or being an investor is kind of like having a franchise. You know, if, if I'm gonna get a McDonald's franchise, all I have to do as a McDonald's franchise is put the money in, I've gotta hire people, I've gotta manage people, and I've gotta make sure that we're following a process of, of something that is already existing and proven. Okay, McDonald's has done the work, to create all of the positioning for their product. Okay, McDonald's is the one, McDonald's corporate is the one who's creating all the positioning. They're the ones who are determining the product line. They're the ones who are determining how does McDonald's product line and pricing and and brand fit in with all all the others in the market. We're gonna make that determination for you. And then we push that down to the franchisees. So the franchisees, or let's say a multi-level marketing deal, right? Multi-level marketing guys, you just have to sell. You have to build relationships. You have to, you have to build, you know, deliver the product. You have to do an amazing job building a, a community of people. But you're not the person creating the product. You're not the person creating the message. You're not the person creating the positioning. And so I think I think real estate investors and agents are caught in this trap as well. The problem is, guys, that you have your own business, unless you're literally locked into a, a franchise. You have your own business and it's your responsibility to create the positioning. And most investors positioning. let's, let's start with wholesalers and flippers, okay? Most flippers and wholesalers who are doing direct to seller marketing, most of your positioning is I can, I can buy, buy your house quickly for cash um, and I can solve your problems, right? Like that's your positioning for the most part. Guys, that's the same positioning as every other wholesaler or flipper in your market. So that's not positioning. That's having a product and having features in your product and benefits of the product, but that's not positioning. Positioning is really asking ourselves, just like the word says, what position is my business in the market? What position does the prospect put my business compared to other businesses in the market? Okay, am I the, like Walmart, their positioning is the low cost leader. You can find most everything you need and you get the best prices. So you walk into Walmart and you're gonna see a lot of prices that, that are priced with an eight at the end of them or a seven at the end of them. Why is that? Because prices marked with an eight or seven, according to psychology, have proven to um, elicit in our, in our minds that we're getting a discount, that we're getting a good deal, okay? Prices that, that end in a, um, a zero, so literally just a round number, um, are prices that are premium prices. Okay, so if you go in and you're gonna buy a Ferrari or, or a big fancy car, Lamborghini, you're probably not gonna see it priced at $249,998, right? You're, you're probably not gonna see it priced at that. You're gonna see it priced at $250,000. It's just gonna be a round price, okay? Cause that's because it's a premium price. So, so you have to do everything in, in your, in your, you have to make the choices to position your product well. So uh, as an investor and an agent, how are you positioned? Are you the person person who's positioned as the local expert? And because we're a local expert, you know, we can offer you more money because we know the market better. And so we're actually positioned as the person who's gonna offer you the most money. We're the person who's the premium offering. We're the person who's gonna offer you the most money because we know the market better than anyone else, and we know the nuances of the ways that we can actually gain more value for you and for our business. Or is your positioning, we're gonna be the fastest, you know? Uh, We're not gonna be the highest price, but you know, we are gonna be the fastest in the market where you can buy houses in 24 hours or less. If we meet with you today, we can close on the house tomorrow at five o'clock, by five o'clock. Is that your positioning? If so, that's something that's gonna stand out for some people, okay? Open door and offer pad, their positioning is basically, hey, we're gonna give you a fully transparent price, which they're actually getting in trouble uh, right now with the, uh, I think it's the FTC for deceptive marketing on not being transparent with their pricing, even though that's what their positioning is. Uh, but their positioning is we're going to give you a fully transparent offer where you can tell how much, you know, how, how we actually bought the, the house from you and what the price is going to be, how we came to it. Um, and their positioning is you can get your, get, get the whole thing done easy online. You can get your, your offer online, you can accept it online and we're going to send someone over and it's all really easy. Um, and you don't have to deal with anything because that that's their positioning, trusted online, fast and very transparent. That's their positioning. Okay. so how uh, another positioning that you can be as an investor is that we're gonna be the most transparent and most honest and we're gonna walk you through every single detail. So you have to bring this position, whatever your positioning is guys, you have to bring it into your website. Okay, it should be clear on your website what your positioning is. Immediately when people land there, whatever your positioning is should be clear and it shouldn't, it probably shouldn't just be, you get a cash offer. Now that does work once again, so I'm not gonna say, I'm not going to say guys that that doesn't work it does work because when you're positioning when a wholesaler or flipper is putting that message out there they're inherently positioning against the agents right so they're very very clearly saying hey our our positioning against the traditional real estate world is to get a cash offer that's fair and close very very quickly that's our positioning because the agent's positioning should be we're here to get the most money in your pocket might take a little bit might take a little bit we've probably got to have some people go through your house and stuff, but uh, we can help you get the most money in your, in your pocket. That's, that's the agent's positioning against investors, right? But what I want to challenge you guys on, I'm not going to do a whole workshop of positioning on this call. I think I did one about a year ago. Hey team, look it up. See if I'm, I'm very confident I actually did one on on positioning about a year ago, but uh, we'll see if we can't find that one, link it up. But uh, positioning is critical because if you don't know what position you are, seeing an opportunity for in your market, whether it's your local market or whatever, then you're gonna become one of everyone else and it's gonna be harder to grow as competition, you know, grows in your market or as the market gets harder, it's gonna be harder to grow. Because then at that point, the main reason someone would choose to work with you, if your positioning is the same as every other wholesaler, get a cash offer, you know, close quickly. The reason someone would choose to work with you then is because of your online credibility. Right, because of your credibility online, and of course the way you actually physically show up to them personally. Do they like you? Do they resonate with you? Did the way that you talked with them really build trust and credibility? So those are the two reasons someone would work with you if your positioning is the same as everyone else. Now guys, here's why positioning is so critical, because if you nail your positioning, even if the person likes somebody else, they actually like your competitor better, And even if your competitor had a few more testimonials on that website and a little bit more credibility, if your positioning is strong, you will still win the deal because they're clearly stacking you up and saying, oh, but the thing that they're offering is a little different and I actually want this thing that they offer better than that thing that this other investor, this other agent offers, okay? If you're an agent, guys, your positioning could be, we know this neighborhood better than anyone else. And you you show the data and the stats about about um how you've done that your positioning could be that i've been here the longest i have the most experience your position could be that i have the best marketing and i can show some data and stats on my website when i'm talking with people about the fact that i that i sell my houses faster by 30 percent faster and 30 percent more price than any other agent in the market backed by data whatever your positioning is make sure it's very very clear to your client when they talk with you and when it's on the website okay so we identified Uh, what winning looks like. Now we identified our position in the market, okay? Next, we need to say, what are the choices we need to make in our strategy in order to make that position a reality so we can win? So with Carrot, you know, we're diving in to do this right now and and I dove into the marketing team, we completely are redoing our sales site. And so I would encourage you, go look at our our Carrot sales site um, and you're probably gonna see a test going maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, We do lots of split testing. But our current sales site kind of lost its way, you know. As as um, as I pulled away from the marketing team a little bit more and, and just honestly didn't delegate uh, that skill set as well as I should have, and didn't hire someone with that with a better skill set than I in that area, our homepage kind of became a little bit of a Frankenstein, and our positioning lost its way. You know, so we still bring in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients a, a month, but it's hard to, when you go on there to see to see what our positioning is. So people are pretty much trusting the fact that they hear other people talk about it and that it, that they can see carrot sites ranked all over Google and then it converts really well. So we're updating our positioning on our sales site to actually reflect our actual positioning. So that's why it's so critical on your website so you understand your positioning and then your website illustrates your positioning well. But then we have to say, well, what are the choices we're gonna make, right? So if we're positioning as carrot to have the highest performing websites in the market, then we have to make choices in our product and choices in the way that we uh, structure our business that reinforces that. You know, who am I gonna hire to ensure that we have the highest converting websites, and the highest, uh, the fastest loading websites and the, uh, the best ranking websites? You know, what features do we need to build to ensure that we have those things being true? Um, you know, what content should we put out to show people and what tests should we do to show people that this is true? And so there's a lot of choices that we have to make which a choice means you're saying that you are going to do something, but just as equally, if not more, a choice means you're not gonna do something. And so what choices do you have to make in your business in order to reinforce that positioning and move towards those goals? So once again, if your positioning is that we are the fastest, or if your positioning is that we can make the best offers, the highest offers, then what do you need to do this quarter, this next quarter in order to ensure that you're able to make the highest offers? Is there extra research or or data you guys need to start gathering so you can be more confident in your offers now that's a proprietary process that you have in your business to ensure that your offers are strong but also they're confident? You know, is there uh, training that has to be done with your acquisitions managers so they make really, really good offers and they're not making offers too low that aren't reinforcing your positioning because they're not confident in their data. You know, if you're a real estate agent and your positioning is that we can sell faster, then number one, dig up the data to prove it. But if you aren't, actually aren't selling faster, then ask yourself, well, what projects do I need to do or what choices do we need to make this next quarter or two in order to test some things to sell our clients' uh, our clients' properties faster or for higher prices? So you might test a new marketing methodology. You might, you might test you know some different email copy. You might test, you, you might say, I need to go learn or hire someone who's done this or you know whatever it is. So what choices are you making to reinforce that positioning? And then the last part, guys, is the integrated word. Okay, is we have to then integrate those choices. One, I'll tell you a little story. One, um, one flaw that I had this past couple of years I've learned from as we Grew our team from let's say 30 to 64, 65 people, including the Investor Fuse crew. So we purchased a company called Investor Fuse in January, and that came with about 10 uh, full time employees. But um, you know, as, as we grew from about 30 to 60 plus employees, what happened was because it wasn't very clear to the whole team um, how they could actually. Execute the positioning of Carrot well. The positioning I felt was clear, but could have been communicated better and more often. And we could have had processes that were baked in and the right people, the right employees in the right spots to, to execute our positioning well. Um, that's where I became a bottleneck. And I've, I've been doing so much work this past uh, one, two, three, four, five, six months, creating process, training, hiring the right people to remove myself as that bottleneck. But um, then we have to ask ourselves, you know, are these choices integrated? And so as I hired a bunch of people and we had leaders, and, and the positioning maybe wasn't as clear to them, those choices became a lot less integrated. So, this team or this person was doing what they thought was best, but it wasn't really fully integrated with the work that these other people across the company were doing. So, we end up doing work in, in different parts of the company that wasn't really fully integrated. They should have worked together on that thing and made it Carrot's best version versus this team's best version, this team's best version. And so, uh, when we look at integrated choices, you know, I'll, I'll kind of give some examples for agents and investors again, is if your positioning is that you're gonna make the, the best offers, the highest the highest price offers, and let's say you're gonna close the fastest, that's your positioning, and you've got some things, there's one employee that says, hey man, it'd be really cool if we had like this data that could help us, you know, that could help give us this, this stronger insight into the market so we can make these these offers more, more confident, right? And then let's say you have your marketing person who's kind of disconnected from the acquisitions team. Let's say, right? And so you have your marketing person, you have your acquisitions team. The acquisitions person saying, "Let's get this data, so we can make sure that we're giving more confident offers." Um, your marketing person is going, "Hey, uh, we're wanting to really drive some better marketing. We're wanting to get our sales site updated, and uh, and things like that." And and they're like, "Cool, I'm just going to go ahead and get the sales site updated." Right? What would ha- what would oftentimes happen? Is those efforts would happen in two complete different silos. Your marketing person is gonna go and do their work, and your salesperson or your acquisitions person is gonna go do that other work to find the data so they can make their offers better. But what I would challenge you to do is well, how do you make that an integrated choice to, re- to reinforce your positioning? How do we make that an integrated choice to reinforce that position so you can win? Well, the integrated choice is hey, hey marketer, why don't you get together with the acquisitions person? Because I've noticed they're going and doing this project to be able to gather this new data. And this new data is gonna give us more confidence in the ways that we're making our offers. And it's actually gonna enable us to make even stronger offers, higher offers, close even faster, which is gonna give us this edge in the market. And they already went out there and tested this a little bit and they've got some data and we're finding it's working pretty good that we're winning more deals now uh, because we're able to make a little bit higher offer and win out than the other, other people. And we're still making great money on this. Why don't, hey, why don't you, Mr. and Mrs. Marker, go talk to that acquisitions person and gather some data from them on something, you know, on, on what percentage of offers are they winning, how are, how are those offers standing out, um, how, high, how much higher are those offers than others. Hey, acquisitions person, who are these clients? Can I reach out to them and work with you to get a testimonial uh, process created so we can start to gather testimonials from those clients to see how much more our, our offers are than other people's? And now you create an integrated effort because now this acquisitions person recognizes and goes, okay, I understand our positioning is we make higher offers and we close quick, more quickly. So therefore I need to work with the marketing team so we can predictably get amazing testimonials coming out of this. And those testimonials ideally should focus on that positioning. I should ask them some questions and, and say, hey, you know, were you working with other wholesalers? Or were you working with other people? Did they make you offers? Why do you end up choosing us? And, and if they say your offer was better, amazing. I'm gonna see if I can't get that as a testimonial. I'm gonna hand that over to the marketing team so they can put that in our Facebook ads. So they can put that on our sales website. So so then we they can give us some collateral that we can use when we're walking into those houses. Guys, that's a fully integrated choice. And that's something that here at Carrot, we weren't doing very well the last two years. The first five years, we were doing amazingly well because those choices were made by one or two people. And it was easy to, to have those integrated. But as you build a team, it's it's very important that people understand how we need to work together more and not separately we need to work work in integrated ways i had four integrated conversations yesterday one of them was our affiliate team uh, who's amazing they've been working in a silo and uh and and we we sat down and we said okay well um, what are the best ways to grow our affiliate partners at Carrot? You know, people who are wanting to refer Carrot to people and earn income along along the way. If you want to become an affiliate, guys, go to carrot.com forward slash affiliate. Uh, we pay out, I think it's 20 or 25% recurring revenue on all referrals you pass our away. Uh, guys, go over there. We have people earning thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars per month just in recurring income from their referrals with us. Um, but we were talking and I said, well, let's look at the data. And who are our most successful affiliate partners right now? And it's people like Max Maxwell, who's, who's a customer of ours. You know, it's people like Chris Chico, who's a customer of ours. It's, it's people that are customers. And, and a lot of them are people who aren't the big influencers like Max. It's people who are just like you, who are our customers, who became an affiliate, and now they just tell a lot of people about us and Facebook and stuff like that, okay? And so they're like, well, I'm not sure. And I said, well, one thing I've noticed is they're all they're all customers. And so I said, okay, so right now we're working on this project across the company that is elevating our customer journey. That's one customer journey rules all, where everyone knows what specific exact journey our clients go on to have success. And at the end of that customer journey document, guys, it literally says, we wanna create our customers into promoters. And so I said, Caleb, that's awesome. So if our most successful affiliates are our customers and we're running this this, uh, effort over here, that's our customer journey effort. Could we integrate these two together? How do we make our product, how do we make our email sequences for our customers, how do we make that turn people into our best affiliates? So it's a fully integrated flywheel that creates one integrated solution, one integrated strategy that positions our company to win. All right? light bulb went off and now they're gonna to start to plug that in. So guys, I'm gonna wrap this up. This is probably one of my longer Trevor Truck Talks. I've actually got to wrap it up because I can't text message a 30 minute Uh, voice note from my iPhone to Brady on my content team. So I'm going to wrap it up before 30 minutes hits. But um, guys, the definition of strategy is is a integrated set of choices that positions you to win. Bold integrated, bold choices, bold position, bold win. It's an integrated set of choices that positions you to win. Start with the winning, define that. Then define your, your, your positioning. Positioning is key. Positioning is what's gonna help people win throughout this market cycle where it's gonna get a little more challenging for some people. It's a positioning that's gonna help you do that. And then you make the choices in your business that strengthens your positioning. And then you make sure those choices are integrated. You don't have a bunch of people running around like with chickens like with their heads cut off doing their own projects on their, on themselves. Have the projects be integrated together. Alrighty, guys, so I'm gonna wrap it here. Hopefully, you got some value from that. I keep on getting amazing messages from our customers after these podcasts on Instagram, on Facebook Messenger, uh, in, in uh, reviews. And, and guys, those pump me up. Those pump me up big time. So hit me with an IG DM, Trevor.Mock, that's M A U C H. Let me know if you got some value out of this podcast or any other podcast episodes. Uh, hit me up on Facebook, let me know. Or even better, go to Apple, Apple Podcasts if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts. And give a rating and review for the the podcast. The more people that give ratings and reviews, the more our rating increases, the more people are exposed to the podcast and the more people we can help build businesses of freedom and impact. So y'all love you guys. I have an amazing rest of the week. Light someone up, get clear on your strategy, get clear on your strategy heading into this new year, this new quarter, whatever you're closest to. And guys, check out Carrot Camp. I dive into these things deeply. I'm gonna dive into this insanely deeply at the next Carrot Camp. That's CarrotCamp.com, CarrotCamp.com. And also we have a program called the Authority Leader. And the Authority Leader is our highest touch program. It's about $1,000 a month. Reach out to our support team and sales team. Uh, They can connect with you on it. We do some of the work for you. You have a dedicated account rep. And we're gonna start to build in me in the program once a month with all the Authority Leaders talking about topics like this in deep, deep, Ways workshopping with the clients live on calls. It's going to be the only touch point to have direct access to me outside of Carrot Camp on a monthly basis. And I'm pumped, guys. I'm going to be helping you guys grow your businesses through these challenging, uh, the challenging economy ahead. It's going to be one of the best times to invest in real estate uh, this next three to five years than you've seen in the last decade, last two decades potentially. And uh, but it's going to be uh, it's going to require changes from you. It's going to require changes from you and your business to be more tight and be more efficient. And uh, join us, guys. Check it out. I'm an amazing, amazing person.